We have also observed the high levels of frustration and desperation from CPS, hence they have resorted to all manner of attempts to frustrate and sabotage the migration processes. We want to send a strong message to all CPS employees not to interfere with government processes of migrating our people from old card to the new. We have taken legal action against some people who have interfered with the people in the process of swapping their cards and those who are involved in interrupting SASA employees in the execution of their duties. CPS must stop its obstructionist and destructive behavior. We warn everyone who seeks to disrupt the, the card swapping process to desist from doing so. And that was Communications Minister Nomvula Mokonyane. A social Development Minister Susan Shabangu elaborates on how CPS was persuading beneficiaries to continue using their services. I think we are aware that uh, CPS, Net One, Green Road belong to the same, or they are almost the same company. So there are various cases which we've lodged. As we speak today, we have taken Green Road to court on the issue of the illegal deduction which they had continued making on our members, on the beneficiaries' uh, uh, grant payments, but also on CPS. We've also seen them increasing their capacity by employing or having people who stand at different pay points. And what they do then, they recruit members to continue a payment through CPS. One of the things which they've also done is to make sure that uh, there's a particular form which needs to be filled for you to give a consent if you want to be paid in a particular way. They do this by encouraging SASA recipient to fill those forms which will then give them authority to continue to be part of CPS. So these are some of the actions which we've been confronted with. And that was Social Development Minister Susan Chabangu speaking during the Interministerial Committee briefing on the progress of implementing the SASA card swap process and payment of social grants. So for reaction uh, to this, we join on the line now by NetOne's uh, Cash Paymaster Services CEO, Herman Kotzer. Thanks so much for speaking to us on Update at Noon. Hi, good morning. So, uh, Mr. Kotzer, you've heard the allegations there, and uh, what is your response to that? Well, you know, I must say we're a bit uh, perplexed by some of the comments that, that are being made. Um, you know, first of all, uh, the, the, uh, if we can deal with the fact that um, CPS apparently interfered with the uh, post office enrollment process, I think it's very important that that specific issue is, is placed into context. Um, it is important that you understand the, the dynamics of how a paypoint operates, first and foremost. So according to our service level agreement with SASA, we are responsible for the security of beneficiaries and our staff at PayPoints, and, and we also take the risk of the cash being distributed. So PayPoints are, are high-risk soft targets, and it is, it's obvious that uh, we do not allow any outsiders into the PayPoint environment without prior arrangement and without proper identification. So there were a few incidents in early May when the post office commenced with their card swap program and they sent people to pay points, 
without any prior notification or clearance, and those people were not allowed into the PayPoint environment in accordance with our standard operating procedures. So, so, so just to, uh, for clarity on that, uh, when you say they were not allowed in, were you not aware about uh, the impending process that people would be migrated from using your cards uh, to the uh, new cards? No prior arrangements made with us. Um, it's, you know, in a PayPoint environment, you have millions of rands in cash. And so when people just arrive and tell you that they're coming in to do card swaps without uh, alerting you to that fact beforehand, it's obvious that you can't just simply allow people to come in. So we actually communicated but, with but this FASA was not about just that anyone. at the time, and we've worked out a system, and since May, there have been no incidents. So um, it's, it's really something that happened uh, d- during the very early parts of the May payment cycle and has been sorted out since. So uh, there were also allegations of incidents of intimidation and attempts to uh, once again prevent employees. Do you say all of that happened prior to uh, your arrangement then since May? Correct. So we are aware that, um, that uh, SAS has filed some papers with the court where they've apparently cited some examples, and, and we will respond to those comprehensively over the next couple of days in terms of each and every one of them. So uh, just coming back to, uh, you know, uh, you preventing then people from doing those card swaps, have you renewed any uh, of these cards uh, for people to receive their grants through? So, so there are two uh, different cards that, that we are talking about. First, there's the old SASA CPS card. So this is the so-called white card. This is a card that's been um, in, in operation for the last uh, six years, uh, six and a half years now. Um, and has worked without any interruption. Um, in fact, during the July payment cycle, there were still approximately five and a half or six million people that got paid through those cards without any interruption and on time. Um, so those cards will continue to operate. They will continue to work. We see that um, the interministerial committee has also made some statement that the cards will, will be discontinued after uh, the end of September. From our perspective, the cards remain operational. They are normal bank cards. They are master cards. So if the account is credited by SASA, the cards will continue to, to operate. Then we have the, um, the Easy Pay Everywhere account. So in a different part of the NetOne group, we, for the last two years, have offered people the uh, opportunity to open a fully-fledged low-cost bank account. Um, according to the uh, Social Assistance Act, and I think it's important that people understand that as well, uh, every grant recipient has the right to choose the channel and the bank through which they want to be paid. Um, in fact, SASA wrote to the Banking Association of South Africa in May and asked them um, to communicate with all of their members uh, to assist with the opening of low-cost bank accounts for beneficiaries. And that's what we've been doing for the last two years. So, again, I'm not sure why we are being singled out. All the banks have the opportunity to do so. We have uh, two and a half million of our uh, customers uh, that we've um, established over the last two and a half years who utilize the Easy Pay Everywhere account. And those accounts uh, will continue to, to operate. Again, uh, if we look at the July payment cycle, two and a half million people got paid through the EPE account on time and without interruption. And uh, there was also, of course, the allegation of uh, grant recipients having 10 rands deducted, uh, or that was the service charge uh, that they were now uh, paying. Uh, what's your response to that? Is that, uh, you know, something that you are familiar with? Yes. We, we communicated with SASA about this issue on numerous occasions. 
Um, we, we continue to service, as I said, the old SASA cards. So approximately five, five and a half million um, recipients still use their old SASA cards, and they still go to ATMs, and they still go to point of sales. And we still have to process and service those cards. Now, before uh, the, the uh, commencement of the, the latest extension, so up to the 31st of March, we were paid by SASA to run and operate that specific system. As of the 1st of April, SASA stopped paying us for that service. And again, it's quite obvious that we can't uh, run a full bank system and service 5.5 million people um, without any compensation. So before we got paid approximately 16 rand 44, uh, including VAT from SASA, um, and at the moment, we have no choice but to charge 10 rand, which is also inclusive of VAT, to the beneficiaries in order for us to continue to run the system. And um, the, the question is, you know, uh, the allegation now is that you are just refusing to let go of Sasa. Uh, you, you are sticking to this. You are cheating and being dishonest. And that's uh, literally quoting Minister Susan Chabangu uh, because, you know, uh, you, it is alleged that you offered the Sasa beneficiaries um, those uh, sister company Easy Pay Everywhere cards that you just mentioned instead of the new Sasa post office cards. So why are you so hell-bent on staying in on this? We're not. So we, first of all, we, we're really looking forward to the termination of our contract at the end of September. I told the minister that when we had a meeting a couple of weeks ago. Um, so for, for us, and we've said that for a long time, we will honor our constitutional obligation. It ends on the, on the 30th of September, and we, and we look forward to that process being completed. But, but, but you're still holding on with issuing these cards, which means uh, once again, you know, people are still getting charged those tan rands uh, when they could actually have a post office cards where they don't have to pay that charge. Well, the post office card isn't entirely free. I think that's important to understand. Uh, you, you're comparing ap- not apples with apples here. Um, the, the, and again, it's not only the post office that is issuing cards. It's, it's, it's critical that people understand that the post office doesn't have a monopoly or exclusivity on the payment of grant uh, recipients going forward. Uh, th- this is an opportunity that's available to the entire banking sector of South Africa, uh, which is underscored by the letter that SASA actually wrote to Baza a couple of months ago. So the fact that Ned One decides, because we believe we are the best placed to um, continue to service our beneficiaries or our account holders, uh, you know, is, is obviously a business decision that we have to make. There are two and a half million people that live in deep rural areas who today go to, to pay points in deep rural areas. Um, there are approximately 9,000 of these pay points. SASA has publicly communicated in their filings to the court that they intend to scale down significantly on those pay points, so they want to reduce them from 9,000 to 3,000. So if anybody wants to continue to service beneficiaries where they live uh, using uh, unique technology and infrastructure that they have available to them, it's obvious that they will look at it as a business opportunity and continue to do so. Well, unfortunately, we have to leave it there. Herman Kotzer, a net one, a CEO, and uh, he's explaining that uh, they're quite happy to walk away from this. Minister Shabangu saying they are trying to extend their scope in order to not go away, uh, which is why they are now issuing these cards to try and keep people locked in there.